0: This is Find Your Voice, the First Amendment Voiced podcast that features everyday people impacting their communities in positive ways. Are you tired of the divisive rhetoric by politicians and media personalities? Interested in the discussions around sensitive issues, but fear what people might think if you offer your opinion? Listen in to FAV's monthly podcast to be inspired and to hear a new story each episode about someone impacting their community in an encouraging way.
1: Welcome back to the Find Your Voice podcast brought to you by FirstAmendmentVoice.org. All right, everybody. We have Dylan Fessler, the Southeastern Region Delegate here. Uh, He's going to give us a little uh, explanation of how he came to First Amendment Voice and what his mission is. Dylan, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Yancy? Not not too too bad. Not too bad. So uh, you are the feature story in the July newsletter. You want to give us a brief history of that?
2: Well, thanks for that... uh... For that title. Uh, it's great to be a part of First Amendment Voice. Uh, for me, it was really uh, kind of an easy transition from where I was right into a, a First Amendment Voice
1: delegate. Okay.
2: Uh, I had done some initial stuff. Obviously, I'm transitioning. Uh, or not obviously. If you've read the newsletter, I'm a transitioning service member. I actually had the privilege of uh, serving with and underneath uh, Colonel uh, Stephen Miska. Okay, back in the day. And uh, so he was a mentor then. And uh, he was someone when I transitioned from the military, I reached out to and, uh, you know, we always say when you're in a chaotic position, and uh, which I was transitioning from the military, you mirror those who are doing something right. And so uh, I looked to Steve Miska and what he was doing with uh, protecting soft networks, and uh, first amendment voice. And, uh, you know, I started marrying what he did, you know, I knew he had some, uh, fellowships and internships. So I did uh, first, a local, uh, fellowship with the mission continues, where I worked at the warrior outreach, okay. which we, uh, had horses, we did equity and outdoor activities. Right. Uh, I got to work with uh, retired Command Sergeant major, Sam Rhodes. Okay. Uh, who's He's a great mentor. Uh, there are 501 C3, so we help those in our community, Fort Benning area, and then uh, I got a internship with the Georgia General Assembly, and uh, I got to work with the uh, Education uh, Committee Chairman and uh, Education, Juvenile Justice, and Governmental Affairs, and uh, you know that was for me like my big institution, my state level, and then uh, right after that it was uh, you know right into a national level, which uh, First Amendment voice for me is is definitely one of those things. And that's kind of where I took on that uh, Southeastern uh, Region Delegate title was uh, really I'm the first one down here. I know it's a good environment. We need this. You know, We uh, the flow of misinformation and fake news, and uh, it's really just a bunch of propaganda that creates, uh, you know, kind of a chaos situation. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of voices get lost or voices get suppressed. And, uh, you know, so First Amendment Voice kind of combats those, you know, uh, right off the bat, which is really important uh, for what I want to do, which is, you know, uh, I talked about duty and selfless service. Uh, so First Amendment Voice for me was really important for that because it is kind of a, you know, uh, duty is kind of fulfill your obligation. You know, we talk about, you know, uh, this isn't a spectator sport. <laughs> you know, we got to, we got to be active, you know, and it takes a lot of effort to do so. And then uh, selfless service is, uh, you know, putting the welfare of your community, your neighbors, and your state above yourself. So that's so, how I got into it.
1: So how long have you been uh, doing this with First Amendment Voice now?
2: So I had started, I reached out to uh, Steve when he was, uh, I think the organization had just kind of started up as an idea when he was working, uh, I think it was with I five. And, uh, so he started putting out some things and then I was really, it was a late night text for me. It was like 11 o'clock at the night and I was kind of reading his newsletter and I wrote him a message that was, uh, it was simple. It was, what can I do or how can I do more?
1: Right.
2: And so it was right into there, you know, Okay. I just, I was, it really motivated me what he was doing. You know, I'd had uh, conversations with people out there and it was, for me, it was like this, we need this here. You know,
1: we okay. need this to kind of settle things down. So, so primarily what areas do you, fo- like what regional areas do you focus on primarily? Uh, well,
2: I like to say, uh, Atlanta. You know, Atlanta, Montgomery, 90 miles away from both of me. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of uh, things. Uh, me, uh, me and Steve had had linked up with a couple people from Penn America, and they do a lot of things in Atlanta, Montgomery. Okay. Uh, and they had invited me to a couple of things to listen to some pretty influential leaders throughout Georgia uh, do a discussion boards. And so I just wanted to keep it open. so, you know, if I needed to go to Montgomery, I would. You know, uh, there's, you know, a lot of different organizations uh, that are out there that, uh, you know, have different things that they're doing. Right. And, you know, we'd like to mirror the things that are successful. You know, okay. we're kind of new. I think uh, the one thing when I decided to do this and we were talking and I was talking with uh, Steve about it was, is, you know, First Amendment Voice Georgia is got its own issues. And First Amendment California has got their own issues. You know, we work on our issues here on a ground level. Now, but when we you, also have when you those say, outside groups that we could go to for help.
1: No, no, you don't mean issues within the organization. You mean that out in California, they're dealing with a whole different set of First Amendment realm, uh, things in the First Amendment realm than they are in Georgia. Is that what you're trying to say?
2: Exactly. And every community is going to be different. For uh, We talked, uh, the newsletter last was about the... Uh, massage parlors, uh, legislation, Mm -hmm. you know, that was a community issue. Right. You know, so that was, these are the types of things that that first amendment group could, you know, we strive to do, you know, not only are we talking about the uh, we're educating each other and then we're empowering each other. And then we do things that actually help us protect what we want to protect, you know, and that could be, you know, like I said, the, the realm of different issues is different okay. everywhere you go. So these, these, uh, First Amendment, uh, First Amendment voice down here, you know, the things that, you know, kind of affect us most, our grievances, you know, here are a little bit different. Yeah, we have a national level, you know, grievances, but really for me, it's the grassroots type, my community. Okay. You know, that really, that really sparks me and drives me to work.
1: What are, what are some of the trends in the First Amendment realm that you're seeing in, in, in your region?
2: Uh, some of the trends uh, are people trying to talk about difficult issues. Okay. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, there's not, a lot of times there's not really a forum for people to vent or people to get together and talk about local issues. Okay. And, or, you know, sometimes if, you know, the, they don't have access to that type of platform or they're just busy in life, you know, but, uh, the trend would be really, is people just trying to talk. We want to discuss the big issues.
1: Okay. Okay. Is it easy for you to reach out to to different people and different organizations? What, what, what other types of organizations have you worked through? Uh,
2: so we reached out, me and Steve, when he was down here, we uh, went to one place. It was the, uh, Community Foundation of the Chattahoochee Valley. Okay. And uh, what they're kind of doing is that uh, we had talked to them about, you know, our coffee talks and, and kind of what we wanted to do to help the community. Right. And uh, they had brought up that they did a Knife at the Table, which was uh, kind of a new growing thing uh, where they talked about issues, but then they do like a yearly annual get-together. Well, you know, we right off the bat knew if we, you know, if we could get a good – coffee talk, you know, group going wherever we were, we could absolutely take part with the, you know, Knights at the Table. And, uh, you know, which is, like I said, is a community driven thing. It's a Columbus driven uh, event. The city takes part in it. And uh, so these are types of things we would like to work with and partner with people to
0: do.
1: How's your uh, interaction with uh, city officials and city leaders as far as promoting uh, more first amendment type of events?
2: So it's actually really great. You know, first amendment voice gets me, uh, through doors, you know, right off the bat, you know, um, these are common minded, civil, you know, minded people, okay. you know, so when I walk into them and I tell them, Hey, I want to, you know, I would like to do coffee talks. We'd like to get community together, lead at a local friendly place, wherever it may be and just talk. And they're like, they're like, absolutely. This is a great idea. You know, this isn't a really a a brand new idea. You know, these things have been out there, you know, and existed. They just kind of faded away. Now, like I said, for me, it's kind of that discourse. You know, there's so much intensity with, you know, tough item, you know, discussions that people just fade away and just avoid it altogether, which, you know, consequently leaves you out of the discussion. Okay. Okay.
1: I noticed that you're uh trying to get FAV on campus. Yes, can you talk so, a little uh, bit about that?
2: Yeah, a lot of uh, I've been talking to a lot of department uh chairs um so our 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 uh, university president is actually uh you know has done similar uh type uh, talks and discussion groups so he's really into that and, uh, the sociology club, I'm a, I'm a senior sociology student and, uh, that's kind of my department. And, uh, I've talked to them once about it. They do a sociology Alliance, which is kind of took off a little bit. And, uh, it's right up there with what we would do. So I see, uh, I've talked to them about doing a on, uh, you know, facilitating an on-campus coffee talk within the sociology Alliance. Right. And, uh, and just being able to do Coffee Talks on campus. We also are talking about, we're putting, trying to put together a kit. So the kit would include a table banner. Uh, you know, we have handout constitutions. We have, uh, you know, just different uh, things that would set up for interactions on campus. So one of the cool things that the campus is gonna let me do is actually set up a table and be able to in- interact and engage with uh, students as they're going throughout campus and uh, just see what's on their minds. And so, you know, yeah, we'll see where that leads us. What school is that? It's Columbus State University. Okay. In Columbus, Georgia.
1: Okay. Well, Dylan, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. And thank you for your commitment to the First Amendment and the American people. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to pause for a short commercial break. Don't go away. We have more great discussions about civic engagement in a couple of minutes.
0: One of our partners, the I-5 Freedom Network, has been engaged in the fight to end human trafficking. Did you know that the average age of a trafficking victim in the U.S. is between 12 and 14 years old? Want to learn more? Google the I-5 Freedom Network and visit their website. They have lots of resources available and will conduct training and community awareness. Did you know that Bonnie Carroll started the Tragedy Assistance Program for survivors in 1994 after dealing with her own personal tragedy? Learn more about Bonnie's amazing story by attending the National Symposium in Washington, D.C. on September 21st. Other speakers include the Honorable Larry Hall, Secretary of Veteran and Military Affairs for the State of North Carolina. Janessa Gans Wilder, Executive Director of the Euphrates Institute, and many others. Go to the First Amendment Voice website or Eventbrite page to get your ticket. Don't wait. Early bird prices end on August 31st.
1: Okay, folks, we're back with the Find Your Voice podcast brought to you by FirstAmendmentVoice.org. Dylan, Steve, um, you guys did something together down here in uh, around Columbus, Georgia, didn't you?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, Yancey, when I came down to visit uh, back in February, um, Dylan was still doing his internship at the Georgia State Assembly, and so not only did he give me an awesome tour of, uh, of the, uh, state Capitol building, but we went down to the national infantry museum in Columbus, Georgia.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, also when we went down there, we, we linked up with uh retired general Pete Jones, which, uh, I'd like to mention just to kind of, you know, go back a little bit. Uh, we were talking about, you know, I'd worked with, uh, Steve in the army. We were all together with the, uh, dagger brigade, and uh, you know, I was kind of the low totem private, and Pete <laughs> was the uh, you know brigade XO, and and Steve was up there with him. And uh, but we we had all been together, and uh, they have a, a museum that is just world renowned. It's 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 up there with one of the best museums in the world, uh, hands down. It's and, uh, uh, we
1: linked up. Free admission. It's free admittance into the gym, isn't it, or into the. Yes, yeah, it, it is
2: the number one free museum in the country, in the world, and uh, and we're trying to do things down there to make it even better. Uh, but while we were down there, we uh, we actually got conf- uh, Pete's word that we could use uh, the IMAX either. It's not even an IMAX. It's, it's better than an IMAX. So when we talk about getting excited about doing coffee talks and, you know, hopefully uh, doing workshops on uh, – you know, uh, biased media charts and things like that. We have a facility that is going to offer us the top of the line technology that could seat about 250 different people, and uh, and we really look forward to working with him more at the National History Museum, and uh, and hopefully doing some good coffee talks there as well. Awesome, awesome.
3: Yeah, you're getting me excited now, Dylan. We need we need to program <laughs> something, you know, for next year, where. Uh, oh. We do an event, and uh, we go there, and we just, you know, bring out the audience, and uh, you know, educate them about stuff, and get them all fired up about working with you.
2: Yeah, and we're and we're working right now on uh, actually networking the museum more with Georgia itself. So, it, and when we look at what we do with FAB and building partnerships and building long-term relationships. You know, this is something that is going to really just be key for me down here, you know, is having a place that is, you know, better than IMAX, you know, that, you know, we're going to really be able to put on a a top, top notch, you know, presentations and coffee talks there. It's going to be great.
3: Very cool.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Dylan, real quick, uh, can you let everybody know how to spell your name so they can reach out to you?
2: Yes, so it's going to be D Fessler, and that's uh, D F E S S L E R at, and this is all spelled out First Amendment Voice, and then dot org. And then the other one is going to be my uh, more common school email. Use either more. It's uh, Fessler underscore Dylan, Mm -hmm. and that's F E S S L E R. Underscore D Y L A N at all spelt out Columbus State
1: dot edu. All right, well, thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, Steve, uh, we got some upcoming events the delegate coffee talk August 7th and 8th Eastern video conference.
3: Absolutely, yeah, so uh, that's going to be great, and um, it's a chance for uh, where what we do is we bring together guys like Dylan, guys like uh, Ed Lowry in uh, Virginia, guys like Eric Stetson in Philadelphia and other delegates out there around the country and uh, create a forum where they can share best practices with each other, and it's in a video conference format. Um, but also I'll be giving sort of the behind-the-scenes story of what we did with uh, Brenda Wells when we talked to her in the last episode here in San Clemente about collaborating with other nonprofits and how we're doing that in a way that allows citizens to find their voice and to realize why it's so important for them to lend their voice to the public conversation. And so any paid member is able to participate in that along with our delegates, so that's a, a. Great value we add to our our, uh, membership package. So if there are any paid members out there listening in and they want to join the conversation, they get an email notification on how to log in to the video conference. And uh, then we have a great conversation. And it's at 8 p.m. on the East Coast, 5 p.m. on the West Coast, on the 7th of August, so right around the corner.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, The symposium... September 20th through the 21st in Washington, D.C.
3: Yeah, I am really excited about that. Uh, what's really cool is uh, Dylan's going to be there representing the uh, southeast portion of the U.S. Awesome. And um, and uh, we're going to have just an amazing session. So one of the things you're going to get to partake, Dylan, is a, a, uh, the VIP
2: after-hours tour. Sure.
3: Absolutely, of the Capitol building, and it's really going to be neat. We'll have several representatives who will probably show up at the reception and uh, give a few comments and some sponsors as well. But the neat part is the tour itself is going to look at artwork in the Capitol building that has religious significance, which there is quite a bit of. So I hope you're excited about that.
2: Absolutely, I am. It's going to be really fun. I'm actually reaching out to uh, my congressman, and uh, I'm hopefully going to be able to link up with him that Friday morning to hopefully do some delegation for First Amendment Voice while we're up there. Uh, It is the last day of session for them, so uh, it's also kind of a significant point as well, you know, the end of a a session for them. And um, like I said, I'm really excited about seeing the artwork. It's going to be great. I've never been there personally, so it's on my to-do list.
3: that's So that's a really great point that you've just brought up, though, about reaching out to your congressman. And I hope you please bring that up at the delegate video conference as well so the other delegates um, think about that. It's something that anybody going to visit Washington, D.C. can take advantage of. Many of our representatives in Congress have an open-door policy where they... They encourage their constituents to come visit the congressional office when they're in in the DC area. All
1: right.
2: Yeah, and uh, and when I worked in the at the state uh, general assembly, you know, it was it was exactly like that. And uh, I think that's why I used it as a you know, I simply called him up and and uh, he's interested. It was just uh, the time of it. He's going to be flying out, but uh, he is. I think we're going to be able to work something out. So. I'm even more excited about seeing him working.
3: <laughs> no, that's awesome, and and uh, I actually took advantage of it just a couple weeks ago when I was in D.C. I had uh, I've got a new congressman in office from my district out here in California, and so I was able to go in and meet with him and talk to him about issues in the First Amendment space and some of the things going on back here in in San Clemente as well.
1: Wonderful. Awesome. That's awesome.
3: Uh, Reach out. Uh, Go
1: ahead.
3: I'll share a little bit about the, uh, the, the main portion of the symposium. It's on Saturday, September 21st. And we're really excited. We've got um, some just very impressive speakers who will be there. But all of our programming is designed not just so you've got some expert up there who's giving you a pitch but it's interactive. And so there's always Q&A with the audience. There's always a chance to interact. And that'll start for you, Dylan, on the the evening of the 20th, because many of our speakers and sponsors will be there for that event. And you'll get a chance to to chat with them and and, uh, meet them before we even go to the symposium the next day. Um, But the the... The topic of polarization in the public square and how we explore that, I think, is going to be really dynamic. It's going to be um, a chance for, uh, for you, Dylan, and for other delegates and a lot of other folks who come in for the event to get to know each other and interact with each other, as well as some of the facilitators and speakers that we've got coming in, so I'm really excited about it.
2: Yeah, I need—I definitely need the, the support. <laughs> I need to see these people and uh, know who they are, because, uh, like I said, we're all really like-minded and we're all pursuing the same things. That's
3: yeah, yeah, and uh, well, I, you're doing great work down there in Georgia. I tell you what, you know the—you know—getting a chance to meet the mayor and. When we went to the Community Foundation of the Chattahoochee Valley and connected with them and you really lined up for their programming and how we can collaborate with them in the future, I mean, that's the type of work that delegates do. They, they look for the partners who are trying to do what First Amendment Voice does, which is educate. Which is uh, give people tools for engagement, but ultimately we want to inspire people. You know, like yep. you said, get off the couch, get in yep. the game.
2: Me as a man, you know, father, you know, I got school boards. I'm, you know, a college student is getting ready to graduate, so i you know, want to track the commerce. I'm want to, you know, I'm homeowner, so I'm tracking the county. Uh, this is tough stuff. You know, we need partners, we need friends. And so this is what it is about. And, you know, when you go and uh, you make relationships with people who, you know, are already in leadership positions, you know, they really have the ability to, you know, connect you or support you. And, and they want to. But they do got to see a little bit of effort on your part. You know, it's these are one of these things that I think is in the past is people get excited and they do it and then they kind of die off. Well. We want to make sure that when we facilitate these these uh, you know coffee talks that they're done right, you know, and that we maintain a decorum and we uh, follow a certain set established rules.
3: One thing that's really impressed me uh, dealing with the work that you're doing is the you realize it's a long term game. You know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, and um, and your patience as you're putting things in play is really impressive. So um, I'm really proud of the work you're doing down there. Thanks for uh, everything you're doing.
2: Thank you. And uh, I always said I was just hanging on your coattails.
3: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you're blazing your own trail, brother.
2: <laughs> Stay and it, it. And this is fun. I think, you know, we talk about these things, and, you know, once you are empowered, you, it, it is fun. You know, this is, this is, leaves you with a feeling of, of completion almost. You know, the anxiety is gone. This is what we want. You know, the chaos to to dissipate for, you know, the community to work together, you know, is, is really just, I think it's something, it's not a, you know, foolish quest. I think we can do this. We just got to have that type of commitment.
3: Awesome.
1: Uh, Steve, uh, I noticed that the symposium for 2020 has already been scheduled.
3: It has, Yancy, and, um, the, uh, you might also notice that it's in Philadelphia. Right. Yeah, so, um, the story is the, uh, we, we hosted the first three symposiums in Philadelphia at the National Constitution Center. Okay. And, uh, Dylan mentioned, you know, how uh, the National Infantry Museum is such a world-class facility. Right. Well, the National Constitution Center is a world-class facility. It's just an amazing space. And um, so we were really excited, and we we intentionally chose to go outside of the Beltway and uh, take people back to historic roots in the country. But we had so many people asking us to bring it to D.C., that we said okay let's look into it and so we've scheduled 2019 for dc yeah and a lot of people in philadelphia got upset with us so the way we were able to sell it was okay we're going to dc this year but we're coming back to philly next year we promise (laughs) and so we've already locked that in at the national constitution center they've got the dates and uh in september uh 2020 And we want to give folks in who attend the symposium in D.C. the opportunity to get a great discount on the one in Philadelphia. So we had to have that platform up and available. And we wanted to make sure the venue was available as well. So um, we're really excited to go back to Philly. It's so cool to be able to... Uh, leave the symposium and walk to a restaurant where the founding fathers ate after they signed the Declaration of Independence.
1: That sounds incredible. And
3: do things like that. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's cool stuff in DC too, right? You know, Dylan's going to get the after hours tour to Capitol building and okay. all that good stuff. And so we just want to, uh, spread the wealth. And who knows, you know, maybe we'll, we'll start moving it around the country a little bit more. Um, but we've, we've, right now we've been focused on D.C. and Philadelphia with the, the National Symposium, and a lot of our other grassroots stuff is, is all over the place um, where delegates are, are doing all the good work down at the grassroots level. Yep. Awesome.
1: Well, it sounds like you guys got your work cut out for you, but it also sounds like you guys are, are doing a lot of good work out there, so thank you for that.
3: Well, Thank you, Yancy. I really appreciate you uh, hosting the podcast for us. And uh, I am uh, very grateful to Dylan and the, the hard work that he does out there. And I look forward to catching up with you, Dylan, in, in uh, D.C. next month. It's going to be exciting.
2: Well, I'll have to teach, catch up on what I'm doing down here. <laughs>
3: Sounds great.
2: <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Did anything in this episode's discussion interest you? Reach out to FAV on our website to post a comment or ask a question. Just go to firstamendmentvoice.org and find this podcast or one of our monthly newsletters to provide feedback. Want to get our newsletters free each month in your inbox? Sign up on the website. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Simply search for First Amendment Voice. We love to get your feedback.